It was good, it was good, it was good. You came in the back with my tea of the day. Welcome to season three, episode 20. The rest e <clears throat> Ooh. Vente? Vente, check me out. So, it's been a little while. But it's time for me to get back into the gig. And it's time to have a conversation. It's time to talk about... Some things that's happening in the world that's troubling, that's scary, that is, that shouldn't be happening, but it's time to discuss it. First topic, let's get into Miss, Mr. Dennis and Miss um, Cynthia Perkins. They're a married little white couple, and they are in prison um, for 40 years, and... They're in prison for many different things, but they decided to lace sperm, a lace sperm cupcake, and give it to the kids in school. So, here's a gig, here's the story. So, she was a school teacher way back when, in Westside Junior High School. And her and her husband decided to create child pornography, um, video voyeurism, and decided to, they decided to rape someone. So they got charged for first degree rape, video, um, voyeurism, and creating child pornography. And after being a child, a school teacher, she decided to use his sperm to bake cupcakes to give to her, to give to her students. I don't think it said how many cupcakes she gave or if this was a one-time thing, whatever that looked like. And, supposedly they got divorced, or they're in the midst of getting divorced now. And she confessed, she said, this is what happened, I'm taking full responsibility for my actions. But then goes around and says, I shouldn't use the word bullied. But, basically, she was bullied into doing these actions. You know, you were a grown-ass woman. You could have left. You could have not partaken in anything. So, was you bullied when you got his sperm? Because how, how did you get his sperm and bake the cupcakes? So, girl, sit down. Take you 40 years. I should have been fucking longer. Because that is fucking disgusting. It's trifling. It's just inhumane. Like, who does that? Dennis and Cynthia, y'all can have trouble seats. Y'all deserve everything that y'all get. That's gonna that's gonna come to you, cause that's <clears throat> that is what we don't do. But since we on the topic of school kids, let's get into <clears throat> two teens which just stabbed in Brooklyn a few days ago. Um, let's just hope that they have a speedy recovery. We really need to find different ways of resolving conflicts because fighting is not the way and nowadays especially people are getting crazier and people just people really need to check their psyche because this isn't called for. We don't know if the kids who stab these teens go to the same school or what that look like but hopefully they get a they have a community recovery and hopefully they find the kids who did the stabbing. Because they need to be persecuted, absolutely. <clears throat> I don't know if y'all seen this video of 
It was in a, a mall. And it was in um, Bridgewater, New Jersey. And this video displayed two, kid, two um, teen kids getting to a talk for getting to a fight in the mall. A black kid and a white kid. Around the right friend, so he was, it seemed like around his friends. I'm not 100% sure. But they were in the mall, and then words started exchanging, and then they get into a little fight. So then the cops was called. And then the black teen was pushed to the floor aggressively and arrested. While the white teen tries to walk away free, while the white kids in the mall were saying he's only getting arrested because he's black. So they, they knew, the kids knew what the fuck it was. But the cops act like we just we don't care we're doing our job, quote unquote. So the cops need to be arrested. The cops need to be persecuted. The cops need to go back to training to figure out what the fuck is the problem. Because clearly they're still a mess and why? Did y'all not have enough photos that day of black kids or black individuals being arrested? Like what is it? What is it? what is the team? Because I can't. We can't continue to go down this road. We can't continue to have the same scenarios with different characters. It's it's, it's, un, it's not forthcoming. It's not right. It's not changing. It's the same story, and it's getting tiring. So, hopefully that, hopefully their investigation that they're quote unquote under. Actually, something happens, and I want the young gentleman who had to deal with that. Hopefully, he gets the help that he needs. Hopefully, he gets a public apology, just like you was publicly arresting him and being assertive and throwing him on the floor and putting him in handcuffs. And he was not aggressive. He was about fifty pounds. Y'all, y'all need to stop because he's black. You felt threatened. But he wasn't even aggressive in the fight. So, hopefully you get the help that you need. Speak to a counselor. Speak to whoever you need to speak to. Because I can already imagine how traumatizing that is for you. Especially that image. Thankfully, it's out there. But then thankfully, it's not out there. Because then you get to relive that. And I'm quite sure you don't ever want to relive that. So, hopefully... That gets better. <clears throat> Next topic, let's get into Miss Kim Potter, the murderer of Dante Wright. But let's get into Dante Wright real quick. I know about him up before, so let's look at what happened. Dante Wright, he was 20 years old, murdered on April 11th, 2021. Charges driving while black, having an air freshener in the car, and having an expired registration. Having a warrant, quote unquote. And then we get into Taser versus Gun. Because Miss Dumbass Compotter didn't understand that she put out a gun. She thought she put out a taser. But again, why are we putting out a taser in the first place? I thought you go to school, you go to these classes to detour violence to have a conversation. I thought it was supposed to be 
ask questions first and then proceed. But oftentimes it just seems like you just proceed and there's no, there's no question being asked, there's no information being had. You just go off an instinct. But you wasn't even threatened. Your life was not in danger at all. So make it make sense. Like, police are supposed to protect and save. That video definitely was not no single shot. So, this homegirl, this white privilege, this melanin, this mayonnaise-looking lady, got two years. She was sentenced for two years in prison. She already did two months already. So, we can see she's going to be out very soon. Um, she was supposed to get seven or more years. That was the goal. And the trial. She was supposed to get seven or more years. But unfortunately, as we can see, that motherfucking did not happen. Um, so she got off for, quote unquote, she has remorse. She's remorseful. And lack of criminal history. Which is very funny. Because Mr. Noor, this black officer, was... Wait. Let's get into what she was charged with. So in December, her charges were first degree murder, first and second degree manslaughter. Noor, black officer, was had the same um, offenses but was sentenced way longer time for a lesser charge. So he didn't have one of the manslaughters. It wasn't first or second degree, maybe it was the first degree. He was a black officer but he got more time in jail. Make it make sense. If that's not white privilege, I don't know what the fuck is. If that's not a Karen, I don't know what the fuck is. If that is not a person who uses, is able to use her skin color as a tactic, I don't know what it is. The the justice system is supposed to be, is put in place to make laws that abide for everyone. But as we all know, that's never the case. It's very selective. Of who it wants to be harsh with, who it wants to not be harsh with. But it's the same felony, it's the same offense. But nine times out of ten, the black individual would get more time than the white individual. Even if we did a lesser charge, we're still going to get the maximum or they get the minimum. There was a quote that Ben Crump said that really stuck with me. We continue to fight for equal justice under the law. It can't just be a concept. It has to be real. So it can't be just a figment of our imagination. It can't just be words that we're trying to just put together. It has to actually be real. It has to be put into place. Like we're trying to fight for justice for these laws. A law is a law, right? So we're trying to figure out why this law is more harsher for the skin code. Then that same law is not for 
that skin tone. But it's, it's, it's supposed to be under the same law. It's supposed to be under the same umbrella. So because she was remorseful, but there's lots of black people who are remorseful of the things that they've done. But you don't see them getting lesser charges because they're remorseful and they don't have any criminal history. We could, before we, before we became legal, we've been going away for, le- for weed for years. For chumped up charges. It's weed. This justice, the justice system needs to be fixed, it needs to be changed, it needs to be disbanded and rebuilt. Because what we have here is not working. It hasn't been working for centuries and decades, days and years, minutes and hours. It is just not working. And instead of pacifying the situation, instead of just putting a fucking band-aid over it, rip the shit, break it apart, and build the shit back together. That's the only way that it will be fair, concise, and real. So masks are now optional in many places over the world because they think that Miss Rona, Miss Omni, Miss Omnitrix, Miss Omarion, like all of these variants that's been happening, they think that it's gone, that it just went away. In my personal opinion, they're loosening the mask mandates because most of the people who are vaccinated are over the mask to begin with. Secondly, they just want everyone to be infected at once because we're getting vaccinated, we're still getting it. You're not vaccinated, you're not getting it. Too many school closing, too many people out, too much money being paid out. So ultimately, I feel like they want to lower it so people can go back to their normal life, in a way. And I feel like they want to lower it simply to get everyone infected with this virus, who has not gotten it, who's gotten it, to then make that the norm, to then make our bodies, everyone's bodies, immune to it. So it can go. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I feel like the masks are supposed to protect us. The masks somewhat are protecting us. Yes, we're tired of it, but I don't know. I feel like if that's what you're trying to do, just say that. Just be real. Because in New York City, we still have to wear masks. In New York State, do not. And most of the other places in the world are iffy to begin with. So, if y'all are on board, go ahead, go out with all the masks. But when a new variant come out, don't say shit. Because they've been trying to warn you. Y'all just want to continue to go back to your normal lives and live and go back to post or pre-COVID. Um, and this is just something that we have to deal with until it is officially gone, until, I guess, they officially are able to get rid of it. Like, it's been the fantasy. It's been all of these different um, airborne viruses 
with this with this living history. Unfortunately. Lastly, let's get into Mr. Eric Adams. This this wonderful individual who is a mayor came out. I guess I think it was yesterday, and he's trying to cure homelessness, or he's trying to get homelessness off of the train station, out of the out of the train station. And my only question is, once they are off of the train, where are you putting them? Because you didn't give us, we're taking the homelessness off of the train and we're putting them somewhere. There was no location where you're putting them. So these individuals, yes, they could be annoying, yes, they could, some could be very aggressive, some could just be sleeping, some can give it almost be naked, some can stink. It could be a lot of variances and different scenarios and different things that we see daily being on the subway, train stations, and dealing with the homeless. <clears throat> the homelessness in New York State. In, in New York City. However, while you take them all out of a comfort zone, out of a place that is somewhat safe for them, it's like their own little home, unfortunately, and you're not putting them anywhere, then how does this work? Because now it's just going to be homelessness all over your New York City streets, and you're not going to want that. And we already have that. Homelessness needs to stop altogether in New York City. We need to find a way to get these people help, whether it is financial help, whether it is mental help, emotional help, all of these variances, a lot of these unfortunate um, homeless homelessness is what from is stem from, and by you just taking them from location isn't helping the overall problem. So if you're going to be about a situation, be about the whole situation. So are you going to put them in hotels? Are you? Reaching out a whole time to put them in there for X amount of time to be till you can find them a, a a halfway house to go to. Are you gonna put them into program? Like what is your next steps for all of these individuals? These different attitudes, these different aspects of this homeless of the homeless people. What is your next step? Because by you just taking them off to the New York City train station, it's not gonna help. So there has to be a plan B, C, D, and E. Um, you, dumbass, are also trying to cut 560 school safety positions. Why? Why would you do that? What would make you think that that is your best idea? School safety, for one, it keeps school kids safe at school and it kind of if I'm not mistaken involves um the walking um the people who who walk across the street so you don't get hit by a car so if 560 people are out of a job now 
but you're trying to grow that you're you're trying to help the economy but now they can't feed their kids now they're now they can't feed their families and now there's gonna be more death because kids may not know how to walk across the street or just there's gonna be a lot more danger in our school system now because you want to take all of this all of these jobs away stupid the only thing I like that I'm happy that you are fighting for is the bail reform because the bail reform has got to come around because this petty larceny is becoming out of hand they are becoming bolder and bolder by the day they literally do not give a fuck about anything and they will continue not to give a fuck about anything because they will get arrested today and be out by noon. After stealing your whole doctor sections, the pharmacy, your registers, and nothing happens. Whether they catch them in the act or not, nothing happens. They will be blowing up your phone saying, hey, would you want to go to jail? Or would you want to go to court for this person? They question judge for this person. And they have all your information and nothing happens. It's a fucking... It's annoying. Just seeing these, these shoplifters do their job. Because this is your job now. They got hired for this. They got recruited for this. I don't know how they signed up for this. I don't know how or what step in their life said, you know what? I feel like I'm going to shoplift. Clearly, there's a reason if you're younger. But if you're 50 and above and you're still shoplifting... And you got all these fucking programs that can fucking help you get fucking money. Your social security kids should be fucking kicking in anytime now. Your your medical, your your dental, like all of the all of these fucking programs for all of these older citizens, senior citizen people are out there. And y'all don't fucking want it. Y'all want to just fucking steal to sell the stores, to sell the people, to sell on the train, whatever the fuck that looks like. Make it make sense because it's not making sense. Bill before me to fucking change. Y'all need to hear his cry and everyone else's cry. The officers are tired of arresting the same fucking people. The officers are tired of seeing the same fucking person just day in and day out on their desk about the next thing that they fucking stole. It's tiring. So y'all need to change the bill before me law so they can be persecuted the way they need to fucking be persecuted. Point blank period. This was Kimi Tea of the Day. And I just want to thank y'all for rock with me. Thank y'all for... I'm a 9.3... I'm a 9.3 thousand plays. Thank y'all for listening all over on Anchor. I'm on Anchor. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple. I'm on iHeart. I'm on Pandora. I'm on Google. Wherever there is a podcasting stream, I am there. And if I'm not there, let me know if I can get there. So, if y'all want to get on, all you have to do is just hit up my IG, Kimi Holder, or my official IG, Kimi T of the Day, and hit me up. If you want to work, if you are an artist, and you want to just promote your music, and have a conversation while doing that, by all means, if you have some dope stuff coming up, hit me up, get at me. If you want to have this a deep conversation about anything from the black community, the gay community, just life 
learning lessons that we both learned. It just hit me up. Unless you work. And thank y'all. And if you want to hit up my Facebook, it is Kenny Holder. And just, let's work. And if you love what I'm doing, of course, like it. Tell me what more you want, what topics you want me to hit. Um, tell a friend to tell a friend. Put me out here because this is for y'all. This is for us. This is for us by us. This is a black podcast, a black um, podcast show. And it is for us. It is our stories. It is our emotions in it. Thank y'all for listening. Laters.